crashing. I am bone rise up, ting ting like glitter and gold. I got fire in my soul, rise up, ting ting like glitter. Five thirty-six. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November nineteenth. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Reboot. We have an absolutely full show today. It's like the Black Friday at Walmart at 5 a.m. edition of the show. We're jammed up. If you missed any part of it, please go get the podcast. It's like 90 minutes of content. No songs, no commercials, completely free. I've told you a thousand times how to get that uh, that episode link. If you need help, just reach out to us. Floyd is always standing by in the text messages. You can text us or uh, call us, 419-240-1055. 419-240-1055. The rundown for the show today, Tacos and Trivia. Uh, Tuesday will be early today because we are so jammed up between 7 and 9. So around 6.10, Tacos and Trivia Tuesday for Paw Patrol tickets, and we're going to do Mr. Rogers-themed questions. Um, We had a story about Tom Hanks yesterday. I'm starting to see some promotion stuff, promotional and marketing for the movie coming out. Let's do Mr. Rogers. All right. Uh, that'll be around 6.10 to win Paw Patrol tickets. We are going to get a little preview about lights before Christmas coming up around 7.15. Panel full of ladies where we'll have more Paw Patrol tickets 7.30. Our friend Kelsey from the library will be by because they have some fun things coming up for you to check out. And Jeffy McGee will be by. We'll be doing princesses with Frozen coming out this week for the trailer game. And Jeffy will tip us on some things to find on streaming and otherwise to kill some time. We're just to uh, sit on the couch with our, our streaming and our our internet. Uh, 5.38, good morning, it's Eric Chase and the one and only Floyd. Hi. Hello, good morning. Hi. Hello. Uh, quick heads up, Southbound Reynolds and Heather Downs. That's hot. Yes. There's yes. an accident. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. happened and there's a crash that's being cleaned up right now because when I was... Where was I? I was on airport... When I turned from airport, when I was heading down airport, heading east on airport, I saw flashing lights go quickly down burn. Mm -hmm. As I made the turn onto burn, I saw the lights in the distance. As I made, as I turned into here, I heard even more sirens. Yes, it's been reported, I'm actually looking at it right now, that the silver car was stolen and was going to get pulled over. And it decided to be like, uh, not today. And then not today became, oh, I hit another car and now I'm still caught. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> and it's a bad accident, too. I think you're dead on with that. Mm-hmm. And sorry if that's a, a, a poor use of words. I think they all walked away. Okay. But the cars, they're, they're total. It's not a news. And there's a lot of news to get to. It's not like heavy. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in news in about an hour, but not like... Super heavy, heavy stuff. One of the things is, in that, that double shooting, I think, on Sunday, mm-hmm. one of those people was a fugitive. Let me tell you. I've been, I've been up since 3. So, like, I've been watching the early news. Like, I normally wake up around 4, 4.15, but, like, today I was just like, oh, I'm just getting my fill in. Did you know there's an earlier version of the of Good Morning America on? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I yeah. did not know that. I was like. When I get in here super early some, uh-huh. sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll be in here as early as, like, Four. Okay. And yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It's, like like, the oh, over, it's like the overnight edition. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But um, yeah. And then our news comes on at some weird time. Like 4.30. They're, they're already like in the middle of a broadcast. I'm like, but yeah, I was that. So 
we went through a lot of stuff this weekend that I think mm-hmm. we kind of just glazed over because like it's heavy news and you don't want to hear that on your way to work in the morning. And with it being cold out, usually that keeps all the crime inside. Right, and- but I don't know what happened this Saturday. We were just we were just like pow pow pow, and we're just like okay, no boop boop boop. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, wait. Boop, boop, boop. I was like, I, I, when you sent me that video, I was like, ill. Will you send that back to me so I can grab the audio and play yeah, yeah, it so yeah. people know what we're talking about? But yeah, it's been weird. Usually. Was it Twitter? Usually, uh, there's a lot of crime and stuff in the summertime because people are outside mm-hmm. and fires too. And I think there was a fire over the weekend or this morning, but we've had fires, shootings. <laughs> um, and one thing, living and, our best lives here at Toledo, Ohio, man, it gets into the 40s and it's like spring all over. Um, there's Max Boyle stuff to get to in uh, in in less than five minutes. And is there anything else I wanted to touch on early on? Um, if I could, I want to clean up some of my uh, my my wonky explanation or my wonky thought yesterday when we were talking about uh, the movie theater changing its rules about kids needing to be with parents at mm-hmm. all times after four o'clock and seeing the same movie because of the bra- the, the brawl. And we did touch on the larger issue and whether or not race is involved and, and just as we were just alluding to crimes in the neighborhood. I showed you the story. Maybe you've seen our friend Dennis Swan on the news because he was defending a man whose bar is about to be shut down for a mm-hmm. year. It's on LaGrange. And we always crack jokes at LaGrange because because of the reason this guy's bar is getting shut down. Yeah. And he said he's tried everything. Added extra security. Um, tried to get the bad people out. He's even flagged down police officers. And he still has to close down. Not because of the business that he's running, but the people that, I guess, mill around there and cause chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and So, it's a difficult situation. And I... I this is how I want to clean up my words from yesterday. I think where we live is pretty safe. Oh yeah, uh, for I, sure. I feel safe. And I know that I'm I'm a white male and I'm of decent size. So I don't have to always keep my head on a swivel. There was something going around Twitter last week. I don't know if you saw it. There was a, a like a, a college age girl who said I felt like I was being followed in the mall. And it got a lot of likes and it got ratioed and everything and it set some people off with some concern. And I don't know if if, if things have just gotten scary for people to a mm-hmm. level they don't need to be afraid. But I do think that there's so much... To, the world isn't any worse than it's ever been. Here, globally, right. whatever. There's just more people telling you things. And I think that leads to fear and concern when it's not necessary. I think where we live is a fairly safe place we live in a city for the most part and i'm even including toledo sylvania mommy perrysburg and then we get out to the rural places i think they're all quite safe now i think you can alter how safe you are depending what you do where you go and when you go and you put yourself in potentially some danger by asking and answering some of those questions but i feel safe where we are and i and again i know that i'm different from a woman per se. But I, I genuinely think everyone <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Everyone I'm trying to, now I'm trying to figure out my words because I am a black gay man. Um I feel I feel safe in this city as well. Although there's certain situations that I do see where I see where people can feel a certain way. But those certain situations are in certain pockets around Toledo. I agree. And and they're not always necessary in the quote unquote hood. You and know what I mean? That it it could literally be any, you could be playing at a playground in the suburbs 
and your child gets snatched. You know what I mean? Like these are just extremes, but I'm just saying, like these Mate, are. I don't know. I I mean, well, but it, yeah, absolutely, wait, absolutely. Could, could it happen? Absolutely. Hold on. Could it happen? Absolutely. Are are scores more people actually concerned about that than it actually ever happening? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because we're we're a hub for human trafficking too. But like, I don't. If we. <sighs> Trying to find my words. We're like you 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 summed it up pretty 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 damn good. We are no more dangerous than we were a few years ago. We are no more safer than somewhere in the middle of Montana. Like stuff will happen anywhere. It just happens to be, and I'm gonna just echo and repeat what you just said. More people are prone to see it, more people are prone to hear it via news or this handy dandy thing right here your cell phone because instead of someone calling 911 or calling for help they want to be a viral video and they'll serial videotape killer lady who's that remember last week there's a serial killer on the loose oh yeah 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 or or you sit home in your own delusion of illusion and you just make something up and guess what in the day and age that we are we have to believe you because if we don't believe you a we're supporting a serial killer or b how dare you you don't care about my human rights right that it doesn't work that way it honestly doesn't sorry for the heaviness hitting you with this oh now. it's okay and then to our audience as well we will get to the max boyle stuff very shortly he was great last night and re- reminds me some of his notes reminded me of one of my favorite singers of the last god it's i guess like 20 years now final point on that again i'm very fortunate i i am eternally grateful for for the upbringing i had um my parents the job my dad does to this very day he's coming to visit next month we'll try to get him on the show i know people want barry out there (laughs) um i know i i do my best to stay in my lane like for instance I, i i think i mean we're taught as kids don't go here go there if you go here be careful if you go here this time of night blah 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 and i think to the last couple of places that have been in the news. This guy's bar on LaGrange. I don't go around that neighborhood. I never heard of it. And But whenever, whenever, whenever we think of LaGrange, it's rough spots. There was a teenage girl who was shot in East Toledo the other day. Awful story. Um, I, would you say that that area where that was, and I don't know specifically where it is, that would be considered hood? Because I, I, I don't... Not necessarily because there's hoods everywhere. Like I feel, and that's another thing we need to stop doing. We need to stop throwing around the word hood and ghetto just when there's something violent happening. Because if if that's the case, there's many hoods and ghettos in Maumee and Perrysburg. They don't want to talk about it, but crime happens everywhere. And the incident with the girl, I actually read this, I listened to it this morning. It didn't even happen at the place she was at. It was literally like a stray bullet from across the street or yeah. from another neighborhood. Like you know what I mean. So it's one of those things that we hear. She, all we heard was girl shot east side or east toledo and we're like ah but then like you find the details you're like she was literally just in the she was in the right place at the right time because her parents knew where she was she was hanging out with friends however this bullet came from somewhere else yeah so and- it's it, we're so we just want to hear we hear keywords like it is i'm guilty of it too i hear east side i'm like ooh or i hear west south side i'm like ooh they're all sides of toledo like no, is there any one side where we hear something and we're like, oh, let's go there? Everyone always has something negative to say about something. And it's not as bad as it seems. And this is something I learned in school. Just just a little thing. If it bleeds, it leads. You're going to hear more about sure. stuff. The good stuff. The bad You're going to hear more about bad stuff because it, hate to sound like 1940s, it sells the paper. We <laughs> are fortunate enough 
that the infrastructure of our lives <clears throat> doesn't have us living in those neighborhoods mm-hmm. where things are more like where things could more likely bad happen. Yeah. Like that. Like we would not be in that. And we're very fortunate. And I don't think either of us take that for granted. And for people that are in those situations, whether they are systemically oppressed or it's of their own doing, that's their life. And and I t- to wrap this up, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. I think if you are the average person who listens to the show, you, I, people that we work with, and I know that's not everybody. We are we are in a safe place and we know how to how to stay in those places and not put ourselves in danger. Mm-hmm. And sometimes bad things just happen. And I know we have to wrap up, but like and also think of it this way. When you go out with your friends, you don't have in your mind that I'm gonna shoot up a place. So think Although the location of this place, and we talk about it, and I'm, I'm going to be personally trying to kill the stigma, I would like to think in my mind that when these people went out to the bar on LaGrange, they weren't like, dude, you got your gun on you because we about to shoot this place up. You know what I mean? Like, maybe something escalated, liquor was involved. I don't think anyone gets prepped throughout the day just to go shoot someone up in a bar. I, I No, but I think they have, they have weapons and there are disagreements. Exactly. Well, I do, but I'm, I don't believe that John A and John B got together in his car right. and was like, I can't wait to kill a mother yeah. lover. Yeah, you know what I mean? That that doesn't... I would like to think the best in people. I know people have ulterior motives, but I would like to think that they went out just to have a good time, but they saw a boy and a boy saw them, shot him a dirty look, oh, you was with my girl, and then stuff escalated from there. That's drug... I think that's... All that stuff that we hear the most news about, and I think this is the, the, the very long upshot of my my opinion. I think all that stuff is drug and gang related, and that's the majority of stuff that we hear on the news, and it l- literally has very little chance of people like us right. running into that, because it's not our world. It's not our lifestyle. The stray bullet in East Toledo? Absolutely. But... I think the and I spoke to my old neighbor who was a police officer with TPD still is. Um, I asked him I was like, "What's with all the shootings?" I mean, it was one of those mm-hmm. like times of year where he's like, "It's gang people, and they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to snitch, so we can't do anything about it." But it's very unlikely that Jane or Amber in Sylvania, who you might even work in downtown Toledo, will ever be subjected to anything right. like that. Uh, Max Boyle was incredible last night. He's got a real shot at this thing. Let me give you unaware, and we'll see if we agree on who some of his notes sound like. Max Boyle from The Voice last night. Uh, Check my Twitter, or you should already know how to vote. Morning, 551 on Q105. Max Boyle from last night on The Voice. Unaware. 5.53 5.53 on the morning reboot. Good morning. It's Eric and Floyd. You can vote 10 times each, I believe, on the website and the app for Max. He certainly was up there uh, performance-wise with everybody else that performed last night. I don't know if he had... He's a fantastic singer. He is mm-hmm. right there in the top few with everybody else as far as voice is concerned. But we know there's a presence, a presentation, a charisma. And because... He's just a normal looking dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that Katie K- Caden girl. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a Lizzo thing and it's not necessarily because of her her size. Mm-hmm. It's just there's I I wonder if that's this, what will hold him back just is this a little. the top 13, correct? Yeah, top 13. Yeah, when they break down trying to think in memories past when I watched the voice because I used to watch it religiously they get more so like they're doing vocals now but next will be like stage production yeah. and like having an orchestra behind. I remember 
few seasons ago, a little girl named Kennedy. She was like 17, and like she was like him, like sat in place, did her Whitney ballads, did like all her stuff. Then all of a sudden, she came out, and did Confident by Demi Lovato, and like she went from like here, like she was already amazing, but then like the judge was like, "Oh my God, we see an artist, we see it, we see the tour, a performer, we, yeah, we see the performer, we see the tour, we see the Grammy Award performance," and you know what I mean? So that's. I wish I had chops like that. And honestly, he has that vocals that can hold up with the stage performance. Like, think of many, think of like Robin Thicke. Like, he stands there. He just kind of moves a little bit. Like, he doesn't read need a lot behind him. That's who I heard when I heard That's it. a great comparison. You know, and that's who I heard when I heard. When he started singing, I was like, damn, that's like Robin Thicke right there. So, like, he has that charisma and stage presence, too, but doesn't need, like, 13 backup dancers behind him. He just has, like, his band. Or, no, that's not a good example. Take strip Bruno Mars of like the dancing with like his people, but like leave his orchestration behind the him. chorus. Yeah, the chorus. I Think agree. of that too. Yeah. When I whenever I watch music shows, having been in radio for so long, thinking, would we ever play this song? Mm-hmm. I'm trying as you're talking. I'm trying to picture where his music would be, and it would be like on the adult R and B station. I'm just saying, Max Boyle. There's a there's a troop of older black women waiting to throw their panties at you, and I mean honestly. If you're not from that world, that's the biggest compliment in the world. Like, you want them women to dress in their Sunday's best, and you go, ooh, and they just go, yes! Rob, Robin Thicke is a great one. Mm-hmm. I want to go back a little bit more. You t- could, Robin yeah, Thicke, who were you thinking about? Robin Thicke might be the, the a better comparison because he is white. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Maxwell, Maxwell with those high I notes. was going to write it down, too, to see if we were... I... Uh, um. When you first started, it sounded very um, the high notes. Woman's work, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunate. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. a huge Maxwell that, fan. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that one because I I heard that too. But then I was like, ooh. But Robin Thicke is very comparable to Maxwell too. They're mm-hmm. in that same genre category. That neo soul. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'll uh, two quick stories. Uh, w- well, three. One super fast one. Uh, Maxwell was here at Hollywood Casino in 2014. He to- was with um, two other R&B people. I remember, I know what you're talking about. I saw the billboard. It was 90 bucks. I was yeah. like, that's too much at the time for me to go, but I wanted to. And going back, Brent, my friend that, who, who taught at your school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, um, back in like 2002 or 2001, Alicia Keys was at the Fox Theater. Okay. She was opening for Maxwell. And Isn't that crazy how the time sir? Because now he's going to be opening, he would be opening for her. Well, it was like, he, Brent and I were were standing out like sore thumbs because the person that you were describing that would like Max's music was the majority of the audience. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure. I was next to thousands of Donna Andersons. Oh, my God. So um, to elaborate on that, I went to see Maxwell. Oh, when did Chris and I go? Like I want to say like 99, 2000, and Nikki Costa opened up for him. I remember her. And like she, she kind of female va- vibes of like how Max Boyle and all, like she had those vibes and I just remember sitting there I was like I'm the youngest person in here and, and, and like you said it was like, I was in a room full of my moms and aunts one more quick story when I was working at the radio station in Detroit uh, it was called 93.1 DRQ it was the pop station there it's where like I, I grew my wings mm-hmm. as a, and, and I, I loved Detroit and the Midwest and everything I'll never forget um, it's when people would call radio stations all the time. There was no texting. Right. Maybe there was AOL me- Messenger. It was the third in sync album, or may- maybe the s- second, when we would play "Gone" by In Sync. We would get all of third, third one. Yeah, That's we celebrity. We. <laughs> 
we would get all of these phone calls mm-hmm. from people who sounded like your mom saying, can you play that Michael Jackson ballad? Oh, I can get that. I, I get that vibe. Yeah. and Now I, that you say it, but like not back then. I, yeah. I love that music, so I look forward to seeing what else Max is going to do on uh, on The Voice. We'll, we'll get to that again. He's definitely in a genre of his own. I don't hear, and I'm not saying this because I'm from Toledo and support local artists, but like he's in a genre of his own. You don't hear that it, even nope. on urban stations. Nope. Trust me. I grew up in urban station, people. <laughs> you don't hear that. You have not heard, you've not heard something like that, I promise you, since like the late. 90s, or or if you dug up Robin Thicke after uh, Blurred Line, or bef- if you Before, went if you went back after hearing Blurred Lines to the other stuff when Robin Thicke looked like Jesus with his really long lost hair. without you. Yep, that's good. Thank you. Five fifty nine. Five fifty nine with the morning reboot on Q one hundred five. Tacos and trivia Tuesday is very early. It's coming up in less than fifteen minutes for Paw Patrol tickets. Mister Rogers neighborhood questions for you to win. Q one hundred five studio. 610 on the morning reboot on Q105 419 240 1055. Nothing says Toledo like tacos trivia and Eric Chase. We've got two of the three right now. On Q105's the morning reboot. There's a place, actually, one I think in Texas and New Jersey. Four pound taco. Oh, when that maybe backed up or just. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to describe it. Uh, who's up this early to win Paw Patrol tickets? Mr. Rogers, because the movie's coming out. What's the What's the title of the movie? Won't You Be My Neighbor. Is that what it is? I believe so. Okay. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Mr. Rogers, is the theme for today's trivia. So we're just calling it Academy Award winning movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I don't know. You don't think so? It's being built up the... Well, when's it come out? Soon, couple of weeks. That's still award season window. Oh, I'll for ask sure. Jeffy. 419-240-1055. Who is awake right now and up and with us to win Paw Patrol tickets? I don't you we don't usually do it this way, but we will now because we're doing the segment at a different time. I will ask you the questions. Maybe that'll offer that'll shake the sleep out of you and give you some courage to get with us. You guys are up. You're texting. Um, including Ooh, specials. Including specials. How many episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired? Ooh. I'll give you multiple choice as well. Not now, but when you call. 419-240-1055. How did we get to the neighborhood of make-believe? I watched the documentary, so I know a few of these. What was the name of King Friday's wife, the Queen? Next up, what city was the show produced in? Hmm. You know? I do. Okay. What year did the final season, season 31 of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, run? And this is a bonus question. You don't have to get this one right. So what was the name of the opening song? Oh, I don't know that one. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Is that the name of the song? Yeah, that one. That one that started the show. Yeah. Did you know that there was a closing theme as well? Yeah. He would he leave. Do you I never said that as a kid. Like I was like, he comes home, plays with us, and then he puts his shoes on and leaves again. I'm like, where are you going, Mr. Rogers? He's like my white father. I was Here's raised that, I was raised by him. It's like, a lot just of being honest. Father. <laughs> um What was the name of the closing theme of the show? Apparently with the exception of maybe four years. Mm-hmm. 
there was a closing theme, but it wasn't as popular as the opening theme, but the avid Mr. Rogers fan will know it. Oh. Uh, if you can get those questions correct, 419-240-1055, you will score tickets to Paw Patrol. Ooh. Um, I want to throw something else out there when I was doing my research for this. It's... I don't I don't remember what year he died in, but... Mr. R? Mr. Rogers. I think it was... Whatever season it ended, I think he died like two or three years after that. I think you're right. Yeah, it was in the, that was in the documentary. It's interesting. We really could have, uh, we really could have used more Mister Rogers shows, considering the terrible tragedy that happened when, uh, when this when the the show's final season was running. Could have used more of him. He did a special on that. Did he? That was on the documentary. Okay. Tell you, I sat in this documentary for two hours. I was just like, he had a very fascinating. Fascinating life for what he did, because for if you're not a Mr. Rogers fan, a lot of people didn't watch Mr. Rogers because they thought he was boring. And I was, I was like, that was me. A, that was you, but like he he did a lot of stuff leading up to it. Like he was told no so many times, and he literally and I'm gonna paraphrase this whole story of timeline of his life. He took a loan out and started recording stuff himself and airing it on their access channel. In the place where it was produced, yeah, and then literally someone at can't say the call letters because that'll give away PBS. No, the other one. Uh, nobody's gonna know. Okay, WBPG. I mean PBPH or something like that. I, I think it was okay. Never mind. Yeah, but anyways, um, and someone was just like, "Oh, this is cool. You do all these voices. You do everything." You're gonna be cheap, you know. Right. What I mean? <laughs> That's exactly. And they went around. They went. They wasn't like because he was educational. It was just like, oh, this is one man doing everything. Absolutely, we could, we could, we could, we could afford this. Literally a one man show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, you, you described me. We talked about this before when the trailers were coming out. Um, he was too boring for me. Like I would do my Sesame Street and then whatever. He would never make it in today's time. Love you, Miss R. <sighs> but yeah, these That's... kids need constant stimulation, and they'd be like. Why is this man changing his shoe? Get him yeah. off my screen. <laughs> I, I'm not, so I'm not excited for the movie. I don't know if I'll get to it or, or whatnot. I'm looking forward to Tom Hanks' performance because the symmetry between his seeming kindness and Mr. Rogers is, it's eerie how mm-hmm. similar they are as human beings. But I'm looking forward to seeing if this has any kind of lasting impact on people considering it's a world now where all we're, we're we're all at each other's throats. We're quick to argue with other people, and I'm wondering if this will inject a little bit of kindness and 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 second thoughts and sympathy and empathy into our debates and discussion. And and it's good that and I know people's like, why does Mr. Rogers need a biopic? Why you gonna keep? He did a lot of stuff in times that were just like, ooh, like. He invited the first African American person on like network TV that was genuinely friends with the white person. You remember who it was? I don't. I honestly don't. But I remember it was a in the documentary. It was like it was about race. It was these little kids were just like they they said the N word, and Mister Rogers kind of was like, "Well, we don't do that because he's my friend." And then one of the kids, paraphrasing again, was like, "You can't be friends with him. He's a." Inward. Inward. And then it was like a lesson. And like that aired <clears throat> 15 years before I was even born. Yep. And I just remember like watching the documentary. I was like, 
the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I was born in 83. There's still race. I'm 36 now. There's still racism around, but like, not like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he he had to go through loops and hurdles just to get this man to walk on set. It was it was fortunate in the way it all transpired that it was public television, mm-hmm. so they weren't held. Forgive the pun. They weren't. They weren't. I'm not even going to say the s word. They weren't held to like ratings and revenue because mm-hmm. it's, it's public TV. And again, one man show. Let him do what he wants. But reading through last night, gathering these questions about him. Um, I know that he addressed some issues that wouldn't be addressed on on sitcoms or regular mm-hmm. TV unless it was like a big deal, like the Roseanne things yeah. and being and gay he- and stuff. But in reading the Wikipedia of all the stuff yesterday, you know what he would have been called today if he were around, if he were doing these things? Social justice warrior. And I know some people use that in a pejorative way, mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right. He addri- he was able to, on his platform, to address very serious topics that regular network TV or anybody else wouldn't touch because... It, it, and I've, uh, I wish you... you if someone's seen the documentary, just correct me, because I feel like I saw it so many times I'm giving you false information, but I feel like it's correct. I feel like that episode was one of his highest rated ones. Um, the 9-11 one was the highest rated one, too, when kids um he did a special about 9-11 and i remember i watched it and i was 18 you know what i mean and i was just like this man is explaining this to me because like every news outlet was saying this but i'm like this man explained it to me as a young man i was just like oh i understand and he was just he literally said not all muslims are bad there are bad people and he did there are bad people everywhere but and like he did it in a way that i was just like you are like my grandfather and I understand you. So like he would he's a pioneer. Like and I know we say that about a lot of people who like break down doors and barriers. He was a pioneer in certain stuff that he did that when other people turned a blind eye to, he was like, "No, we have to talk about this." And and it wasn't like he he said, "This is what we're going to do and we're going to do it." No, he literally had people behind the scenes saying, "We're not going to have a damn black mailman come on the show. We're not going to have this kid in a wheelchair on your show. People don't want to see a kid in a wheelchair. They people want to see kids and this is in the documentary. People want to see kids running, happy, playing, having fun." And he says in his own words, he goes, "Not all kids can do that." And it's And I'm here for all children. And I was just like, "Damn, you just hit me in the feels." It's amazing so far as I can tell. This was all like born into him. Like, yeah. He, and I, I think he was a pastor. To yeah, some he degree. was a youth pastor for a minute and studied like the word. But so much of this yeah. was just natural to mm-hmm. him. Like, in the same way that Steph Curry was born to take and hit jump shots, <laughs> right? Mr. Rogers was born to bring kindness to the world and empathy. Um, we will get back to tacos and trivia. We'll talk about the bar that's being asked to shut down and our uh, lawyer friend that was at the center of this and what else might close with it. And um, uh, heavy topic, discrimination that connects with the Toledo Fire Chief. And discrimination and racism has been a, a word that circled a lot around TFD over the last couple of years. That's in news next. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. Yeah. Just the news you need with the morning reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. 634, it's Eric Floyd's got his papers. Good morning. Um, 
We watched a story earlier this morning. Our friend Dennis Sawan is the uh, is the defense counsel for uh, for Kendrick King Jr. He said he did everything he could to curb the violence at Ken's Lounge after he took over last year, but the bar was ordered closed yesterday by a judge at the Toledo Municipal Court. Uh, his actions weren't enough. Judge Joseph Howe granted the city's injunction to close the bar for one year based on a series of nuisance crimes reported there. It's at 1701 Lagrange, the bar sits in a part of Toledo that has a history of violence. Uh, shooting that occurred Sunday night less than a mile from Ken's resulted in two deaths. Uh, King's attorney, our friend Dennis Swan, argued Ken's Lounge is a victim itself caught in the crosshairs of the nature of the neighborhood around the bar. He especially stressed that Sunday's double fatal shooting um, in the in the 800 block of Mulberry Street still occurred despite the bar being closed since November 8th following a judge's order. King took steps to prevent violence. Uh, he hired extra security, including an armed guard on some nights, had patrons check for weapons at the door and removed any troublemakers from the bar. On one occasion, he flagged down a police officer to notify him or her of a disturbance. He hasn't done enough, the city's attorney counted. The fact remains, people keep getting shot. If this bar were not there, these things would not have happened. Um, the only way to stop it, uh, according to the city's attorney, is to close it. City Councilman Tyrone Riley said he's encouraged that Judge Howe will reach the same conclusion in the case of Wally uh, Rockets, which is located in West Toledo in his district. That hearing was continued a second time on Monday, uh, moved to December 16th. I feel bad for this Ken guy. We watched him speak today. He's very articulate, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, very, very intelligent and sounds like a good business owner, speaking-wise, for... Oh, God, he was actually stressed. So, are, are they saying the double homicide is in conjunction with them? Or? No, it just seems to be that this this spot is the nexus of a lot of, ba- of, a lot of okay. bad things in, okay, in, I'm in like, the neighborhood. And like if this, it's been closed since November, this has nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah th- this spot. It's not... Okay. It, there's no connection. It. I, I'm wondering if it's like chicken or, or the egg. Like, let's close it and... Let, let's close it and see if the crime continues or doesn't. Because if you close it and things still continue to happen, you're taking money out of his his pocket. Right. But if I and one, I want to know about the nuisances that have been reported. Are they by the neighbors? Because I think if you're a neighbor there, you should have a say. And I think at least this way, we've known for a couple of years now or a year, there's been nuisances. Let's right. let's close it for X period of time. I'm sorry that this money is going to come out of your pocket, but in a way. Maybe it saves you some money. And then saves you to see if you are the problem or not. Or, like, what happens if something awful happened inside? What happens if your insurance skyrockets because of all these things? This is is weird. (laughs) I, like, I'm reading it. I'm just like, it seems like they're using him to set an example. Because you can't kick the the neighbors out, the residents. I mean, you could, I suppose. I, I have, I don't have an answer. And I'd love to talk to Dennis more about this. And I, I don't know what the answer is. There are just, unfortunately, some bad parts of town. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> also a crummy story. So, racism and discrimination has floated around uh, Toledo Fire Department for a couple of years now. And this is from a, a story in The Blade. Um, signed affidavits from former Toledo mayor and current state rep Paul Hicks Hudson, as well as a retired firefighter, Tim Ross, say Chief Brian Bird told them he was self-demoting a couple years ago from deputy chief to battalion chief because he was treated so badly and that he was suffering personally from the racially charged hostile work environment. Um, Hicks Hudson, who was mayor a couple of years ago, said she asked Chief Bird why he didn't come talk to her about it. 
and he said he just couldn't take it anymore. Um, once Chief Bird complained that the other deputy fire chiefs were having internal affairs meetings without him, even though it was his area of purview. The black chief doesn't get invited. Go figure. Publicly, Chief Bird has repeatedly denied that any form of discrimination exists within in the department. I've been a huge proponent of diversity, setting growth from three black female fighters to now six. But two men who worked with Chief Bird accused him in sworn testimony of contributing to the culture of racial discrimination and working to cover it up. Hmm. Complex and layered, right? <laughs> Deep. And not like not like a layered cake you want to dive into. And but how how can you be the victim of racism and also cover it up? Well, the politics of workplaces, especially city workplaces, important things like TFD, I can see how that could happen. Black guy here speaking. So the two men working with the chief bird accused him in sworn testimony contributing to Maybe he was covering his butt, knowing the way the system is. And I'm yep. gonna, and I, you know what? I'm Team Bird on this because I've been there. I've been that person where I hate to say it. I've grown since then, but I've had to push my pride aside as being an African American person of color just to keep a job. I'm not gonna say what that job or, was, or to continue the growth that he is a proponent of. That, but I'm just saying, like, there's been times that I'm just like, oh crap. You go into survival mode. You honestly do, and that doesn't take away his blackness or my blackness. It's I get I get where he's coming from, like not on a major scale, but I've been there, and I'm sure many other people of color who've worked in a predominantly non people of color environment understand. So lose the battle to win the greater war. Yeah, and then you lose a piece of yourself, and then you gain it back, which is, I yeah. think, what he is doing now yep. with him speaking out about it. Uh, another Toledo, Toledo City Council person is considering running for Lucas County Sheriff Chris Delaney, who this month re-won his, uh, his District 6 seat. Uh, he's going to go for it when Sheriff Tharp... Uh, Finishes up his second term at the end of 2020. He'll he will retire, not seek uh, re-election. The reason I bring this up is because we all know who Sheriff John Tharp is. Because who's ever after him is in charge of snow level emergencies. Mm. Gary Johnson, also a Democrat, confirmed he's going to run for it. Some of the other names: Ronald Collins, Maurice Morris, Ronald Keel, Sam Meisinger, Brett Warner, and Daniel Robb all have law enforcement backgrounds. It pays 121 thousand dollars a year. Good gig. Go get it. Just don't uh, mess up my snow emergencies. The National Museum of Great Lakes has begun accepting orders for Christmas trees for delivery to the museum on December 7th. Um, cut trees may be ordered for pickup or for donation to families in need, the museum said in a statement. Uh, recipients of the donated trees are selected by the East Toledo Family Center. So if you need a tree for the holidays, get in touch with the Great Lakes um, I've gotta put a, Museum. I've, I've National put a Museum of Great Lakes. I've put a tree up in like seven years. This year you're going to do it. No. You sound like my mom. She's like, you have the perfect window. <laughs> you've heard no. uh, you've heard Paul talk about this morning. Here we go with the Door Street Interchange. That's going to be a thing for a couple of years now. Two years to be exact, November of 2021. Also, we talked a couple of weeks ago, maybe months, about Oregon getting rid of um, curbside recycling. So there's a couple of places where you can now take it to if you live in that area. The Eastern Community YMCA, uh, the Municipal Complex on Seaman Road, and at Pearson Park. The county will be holding presentations to help people better understand how to properly recycle in the future. But in Oregon, um, on December 1, your curbside recycling goes away. And the big Chick-fil-A story. You're not too pleased? I'll roll my eyes. But go, go. I started, you know, I started this because I shared it on my Facebook and I was ready for the comments, but I wasn't ready for the comments. They're going to be more discerning with 
where they give their charitable do- donations to and likely pull back their charitable donations to companies that or companies or places that are deemed anti-LGBTQ. Santa, in March, San Antonio City Council voted to ban Chick-fil-A from its international airport because of LGBTQ issues. Same thing happened at a potential opening location in Buffalo's airport. And the high school kids, I can't think, they staged the walkout. Because Chick-fil-A was catered to I, them. That, so. was a, that was in Oregon. You know what my biggest issue with that was? You were trying to charge high school students. Right. Right. And they were just like, no, we want Popeyes. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if it's reached the point where uh, people's advocacy and protest, although I would say for every two people that say, I protest this, one of them is still protesting and going get and going and getting their hate chicken. Um <laughs> I just shot Eric a look because I'm like, I know those people. I'm not gonna. Call, I'm not in the business to call them out, but <laughs> I know Taylor. They, <laughs> I know you say one thing on Facebook and in person, but I know you enjoying that Polynesian sauce. Hate chicken. <laughs> uh, I wonder, and I would imagine the only thing, the only reason they're making this decision is because some of the protests have worked, and the bottom line has been affected. Well, keep in mind, like. The, They've done this before. They've said, "I know people. I've read the articles before." Keep in mind, their 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 clientele is getting older and dwindling, and they these got to cultivate a new and, audience. And no offense to this millennial generation, this younger generation, they seem to be a little bit more woke without being a bit annoying. You mean that they're 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 just like okay, just so you know, I got a cousin, I got friends, but they're not like annoying about it. And keep in mind, I'm an elder millennial, so I, I am allowed to say that. I wonder if something will happen next where somebody will dig into something else where they thought the money going was for a great cause, and then they dig into that company's backgrounds, and it's like, they're mean to lab mice. It, it never It's cancel culture. It's just so overrated. It's chicken is chicken. If you want chicken, go make your own. Um, I hate to be morbid about this in Macabre, but I don't know if Alex Trebek is going to make it to this special that it was announced last night. I'm sorry. Listen, listen. what I tell you in text message? Our Have good, a little faith. Our good vibes will keep him alive and fight off the pancreatic cancer. Uh, a major primetime Jeopardy event coming in less than two months. And more of Max Boyle, which had a big turnout last night at the Blarney Event Center to watch him perform on The Voice. His song is next. I was unaware by Alan Stone. Is that the original singer? Yeah. Max Boyle from The Voice last night dedicated like it. that to his family. There's one note that he hits in there that I said reminded me of the singer Maxwell. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, when, D'Angelo, D- when D'Angelo really gets into, how does it? <laughs> I can't do it, but that. Ooh, don't do that again. And that's where uh, <laughs> women discovered hip bones on men. <laughs> right. From the D'Angelo video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Max last night on The Voice. We'll see how things turn out tonight. You can vote 10 times each, I believe, on the app and on the website. First thing I thought last night when I uh, when I saw this story started to pop off around 7 o'clock or so was, I hope he makes it. And I know I have been a total morbid pessimist since the day Alex Trebek announced he had pancreatic cancer. He was doing well. Then we knew he had to go back for treatment again. And we've not heard much. They've been through the season so far. They just wrapped up Tournament of Champions, which James Holzhauer won again. But Jeopardy, the greatest of all time, will bring together the three biggest winners ever. Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, and James Holzhauer on January 7th on primetime TV, I believe for the first time 
ever for Jeopardy. It'll be at 8 o'clock Tuesday, January 7th, and we'll continue on consecutive nights until somebody wins. I hope he makes That's it. That's going to be a throwdown showdown. All the IQs in that building. I know. Um, it would be interesting. Somebody on a Twitter thread I was reading last night were suggesting or was suggesting who should be the next host and somebody said it's I guess it's Ken Jennings to to lose I don't know what kind of personality he has because I don't remember his stuff but I know he's kind of funny and witty on Twitter Mm -hmm. he works on a he does stuff something on a website that I I used to read and it's like are you smarter than Ken Jennings because we haven't really talked about this because I don't think anybody wants to broach the subject of Alex Trebek not being the host but who would it be are we going for like celebrity route I don't know I mean, maybe maybe it's not been brought up because Ken Jennings is already signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, right? I don't know. I don't know. But that's seven weeks, and I hope to God he makes it. He's it, he's been so fortunate. It's gonna be it's gonna be live too. Live. I don't. That's a good question. Pre-tape that now. And no, I mean this is not. It, it's it, you said no, <laughs> just it, in case something happens. Like he like, dies. Ooh. But then again, if you wait till it goes live on January seventh. It's not going to end in a, in a good way, unfortunately. This is it's a depressing sorry. story. But I so, mean, it's real life, though. It is real life. So, as illustrated by my point, or, or by the story yesterday, that people shut down the Scooter Broad offices because Taylor said, let them know how you feel. She is, the phrase would be low-key savage. And I and it's, it's high-key petty, and I don't like either of those things. She's responsible for a lot more damage than people are willing to admit. But she got she got the go ahead from uh, her former label Big Machine and reached an agreement with Dick Clark Productions to do her catalog songs on the AMAs. And that is how you work the system. In a press statement, <laughs> Big Machine wrote that it and DCP, Dick Clark Productions, have come to terms in a licensing agreement allowing Swift's performances to stream post-show, and for rebroadcast on mutually approved platforms. Last week, Swift publicly suggested the big machine was preventing her from performing old songs on the AMAs or using songs in a Netflix doc. Big Machine denied the claims and said Swift's feuding was endangering the lives of staff and families. The label's Nashville headquarters closed early on Friday. In a statement, I think yesterday, Big Machine reiterated that Swift did not need the company's permission to perform any, any live songs, including on the AMAs. So therein lies who's right, who's, who's wrong. wrong. But, you know, girl, just do your show. Just do your number. Just do your numbers. You better pick the good ones, too, since you raised all this hell. Right. <laughs> well, they're all good. Um, let's do a Halsey story. When's the last time we did a Halsey story? Never. She dated uh, She dated G-Eazy for a long time. Oh, yeah, they were, like, deep. And then somebody cheated or something. Um, do you know who she's with now? Is it a girl? No. She, she she swings both ways. Well, she claims she does. Uh, she's with Evan Peters. Why do I know that name? From American Horror Story. That's... Oh, McHot Hot. He's also uh, Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Oh, I adore him. They were oh. photographed over the weekend, or recently, together with both of their hands resting on her belly. People obviously jumped to the obvious conclusion while he was cupping her stomach. Uh, she's 25, he's 32. He was also suspiciously resting a hand on her belly that meant that the star was 
expecting. That's, they did. They were Sunny and Cher for a Halloween party. Hmm. She shut down those rumors on Twitter last night, blaming the moment on a stack of pancakes she'd eaten earlier in the day. Still not pregnant. Still just allergic to gluten. Still love pancakes. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? It's pancakes, she said. It's a poop. I'm going to send you a picture and tell me he couldn't play this person in a movie. I'm not going to say it over the air because I don't want hate mail coming at me. Evan Peters? Yes. He was always a fun character on American Horror Story. <laughs> like, very quirky. Um, 9.20 today is your first chance to be caller 10 to win the thousand... No. Sorry. So many contests. Yeah, there's... Michigan-Ohio State yes, tickets. Yes, I will say. You're qualified for Michigan-Ohio State tickets at 9.20 today. Two more chances. 12.20 and 3.20. And then we do it one more day tomorrow at the same time. Good luck. You can get more on our website, q1055.com. Lights before Christmas... We'll talk about it before it actually happens in just a couple of minutes. Look at your thing. I sent it to you via message. You want me to do this on the air? No, you can't say the name, but he could totally play this person in a movie. Okay. I won't do it on the air. Just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. On, on the air? No. Well, you can say yes or no. Off the air. Okay. <laughs> Q105 Studios, sponsored by Nationwide. It's 7.15 on Q105, the morning reboot. We're about to talk about some holidays and lights before Christmas, which opens up this week. Floyd, you know what we should have done to to get into the mood? What? Not going to play like traditional holiday music because that's not... Toad? Toad. Yes! Annoying as it may be. Please, uh, let's introduce our guest, Jen, from the marketing department over at our fantastic zoo. Good morning. Good morning. And Mark from Keybank. Mark from Keybank. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, wait. Hold on. Now try it now. Good morning. There we go. <laughs> it was the cold that threw it me was. off. It was. It is. It, it is. was the cold. Uh, it's, it's, I guess it's a little weird because Thanksgiving is so late this year. But right. Jen, we've got lights before Christmas, before even Thanksgiving opening up on Friday. What do we, yes. what do we have in store for this year? Um, it's our annual tree lighting ceremony happening this Friday. So we are so excited about it. Um, we will be lighting the big Norway spruce. Um, it's 85 feet, 35,000 lights around 610 on Friday at night, so we want everybody to join us. Excellent. And then what, what are the regular hours once things kick into gear after that? Um, well, it's lights admission is all day, so you can come in anytime during okay. the day and pay the same price. But most of the activities kick off between 3 and 5 p.m., so okay. that's when most people start kind of coming in the zoo for lights. I always kind of anecdotally or in an estimated way keep track of how many engagements and overall pictures I see in front of that tree that roll through my social feeds. <laughs> yes, I yes. would love for you guys to count them at some point. I know, we do. Now we have packages that you can actually purchase. Oh, oh nice. Yes, yes, that people Look, get they have a sign that you can like rent out in this little pathway by the aviary where um, our wedding coordinator kind of arranges it with the uh, groom-to-be where they have your family come in and you can have like your name and lights you know, will you marry oh, nice. me in that? And then we have a, um, a diver in the aquarium Dressed as Santa, that'll hold up. Oh my! Will you marry? You know, it's become a whole big thing. It, now. Oh, <laughs> when did this start to happen? A couple of years ago. Okay. They, were, they were like, everybody's doing it anyway, right. so let's offer yeah. some options up. So yeah, I love the idea, Mark. Uh, I know Key Bank has been involved with lights before for a long time since the beginning. So thirty-four years ago, when it first started yeah. at the zoo, we've been involved. What What is the importance behind being? Uh, 
a part of such of uh, such of our holiday culture here. You know, it's such a great community event here in Northwest Ohio and Toledo, and it grows every year. Uh, they change things around, so every year, if you go, if you've been there a couple of years ago and haven't been there, go back because it's different. They they do a great job of adding things and showing the value of the Toledo Zoo in the community. And the other really benefit um, is that it brings people to Toledo. So people are coming from other parts of Ohio, Michigan, Indiana. They're coming to Toledo and they're spending their money. So they're going to hotels, they're going to restaurants, they're doing shopping if they come in for the weekend. And so it's a great economic benefit to have the lights here. So that's why we're involved. And Jen, it helps when we start to circulate through national websites when you got to come to lights in Toledo, right? Yeah. right? yeah. And we're on the USA 10 best um, right now for best zoo lights. So we're asking everybody to vote for that. We've won several year or a couple years. Um, uh, last year we came in second, but we're hoping to come in first again. So it brings a lot of attention nice. when we get everybody in the in the community involved and vote for best zoo lights. We were behind Cincinnati last year, right? Yes. Is that we correct? Were. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever been down there to scope them out? I, Maybe unplug yeah. a couple of things. Yeah, <laughs> I have, but I don't know. It still doesn't Just pull a light bulb or two, you know, and then the whole string goes out, right? <laughs> there yeah. we go. I love to react. She goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I guess if you like that sort of thing there. But. Jen from the zoo, Mark from Key Bank, Lights Before Christmas opens up uh, for the tree lighting ceremony. Said six ten on Friday. Yes, yep. You, I mean, obviously you can come in earlier. We'll have all kinds of fun activities going on, but the tree lighting happens around six ten. We'll be flipping the switch on it, so it's really fabulous. We have brand new custom lights this year that twinkle. They kind of have a blue tint to them, so the tree is just fabulous. Our mm. horticulture department does an amazing job. Santa zip lining again, right? Yes. What's this about snowballs? Um, last year we had this uh, really cool, there were like snowball launchers called the Arctic Blast. It was in the Africa Overlook, but we've moved it this year and it's in our Broadway Pavilion area. So we have a whole kind of winter village going on. So where the ice slide is, you can do the snowball launcher. We have this new LED light up thing that'll be on the amphitheater stage where you can dance on the floor and it shows up on the stage. So yeah, it's it'll be really interactive. Like, uh, like a little bit of a nightclub environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you guys come up with new ideas because as, as mark alluded to as we we all know like this has been going strong for a long long time it's a, sure. it's a marquee event that um kind of like opening day and the Komen race it's something we all look forward to right. um i used to live downtown and if i didn't get out of downtown certain times to head down the trail on, on a weekend oh <laughs> yeah i'd have to be like i'm not cutting the line i'm going past you but it's such a yeah. great event how do you keep it fresh can you walk me through like the brainstorming meeting where maybe you get some some late season eggnog with vodka and go all right how about this? We right. have Santa's zip line over the safari. That's kind of the thing we do. We do. We have a planning committee that starts like right after the season ends, and we talk about what worked, maybe what we could tweak, what we could bring in new, and we have meetings throughout the entire year leading up to it, and just everybody kind of throwing out ideas and what we could do to improve things and make it fresh and new. And of course, you know, we always add more lights, so that's what everybody really wants. How many total do you know? It's over a million um, lights throughout the zoo grounds, and then we have at least 200 of the animal images throughout zoo grounds, yeah. too. And I know people look for certain ones, like in the gardens, there's yeah. the bear catching the fish, and there's the frogs that we set up over by elephants and that. So we have them placed in, in different locations how, throughout the zoo. But as you, my brainstorm, I love creative things like that. Um, how about uh, if you can accurately count all the lights, free admission for life? <laughs> I'll have to talk to the powers that be. It'll take a lifetime to count them. Right, right, right. It really would. After the eggnog, I've got to share this story with you. And it it only comes up like once every handful of months. Um, There are 
there are some animals there that creep people out. It happens. We all have some fears. <laughs> I know. I try to overcome a fear of mine. I, I, I try to flood myself <gasps> with the uncomfortableness of the insect things. Okay. And yep. I haven't been back in it since it's been redone. But yes. I would just go in there and stand there and let the chills kind of go away. Yeah. And go, you know, the glass isn't going to break. I'm not going to be attacked right. by these black widows. So there, right. there are things that creep us out. I'll give you three guesses as to what <gasps> at the zoo don't, creeps Floyd out. Don't. Oh, you There monster. is a certain, um, what, what am I looking for? Certain thing at the zoo uh, that Floyd has a fear of snakes. Nope, nope. They're thinking too common. Very uncommon. And uh, they're they're not caged. They're not caged. I hate you birds? so much. Oh my yeah. god, don't. Oh. He's scared of birds. You don't like our free flying bird exhibit I'm in the aviary. Of birds, period. <laughs> I've heard that before. See, I'm not alone. Uh, you're probably so are you okay? So, so you, you should be, probably never see the Hitchcock movie. The birds. no, 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 absolutely not. So I used to be a camp counselor at the YMCA, and we'd always go to the zoo, and they'd be like, "Let's go to the avian." Like, mm, no, we'll go this way. I was always nope, can't do it. You're no, afraid what? they're gonna like fly in your oh, head. Or see what's what you're doing right there. there. Not cool. <laughs> Little adorable birds. Mm-mm. There are no like giant vultures. Nope. They all look, they all look like pterodactyls. No, no, no. Jen, good luck. Uh, not that you need it, but good luck with everything for lights before Thank Christmas you. this Thanks year. Thanks for having us. Um, can you think of any times that it's been, has it always been before Thanksgiving, or is it Thanksgiving just so late this year? Um, it has when yeah, I think it. I mean, when last, Thanksgiving's late, yeah, it, Thanksgiving it typically late, opens the Friday, the Friday before. before. Okay. Yep, yep. Lights last before. Was the, last year it was the day after Thanksgiving, yep. but yeah, lights this before year. Thanksgiving, lights before Christmas, Christmas? <laughs> right? Millions of lights. It's and so pretty though. Like, do your if you've never been, do yourself a justice and go. Yes. Um, Definitely. Also, thanks to KeyBank for being a great sponsor, Mark. Great. Thank uh, you. More info. Obviously, people can Google the zoo. Any place else you'd like people to go, Jen? Um, ToledoZoo.org. And obviously, follow us on all our social media platforms. We've been gearing up, showing pictures, getting everybody excited and ready for Friday. And nice. a great holiday gift is a zoo membership. For sure, yeah. I mean, it pays for itself in two visits. And um, you get unlimited weekday visits when you have a membership to Lights Before Christmas. So you can come during the week when it's maybe a little less crazy and crowded yep. and then you get one free weekend visit too awesome so. 724 with the morning reboot we've got paw patrol tickets on the way you can follow on the app and on the website for max 735 on q105 let's uh let's do caller 10 419 good luck nothing says toledo like tacos trivia and eric chase we've got two of the three right now Q105's The Morning Reboot. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? neighbor. And he goes, hello, neighbor. Hello. Hi. Um, 419-240-1055. We're lighting up now. Uh, Let's throw one on hold and I'll grab six. Hi. Hi, good morning. Who's this? Hey. Hi. What caller am I? You're the right caller. Who's this? This is Sue. Hi, Sue. Good morning. You ready to try for Paw Patrol tickets? Sure. Perfect. How do, do you know your Mr. Rogers? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Uh, I know he wears a sweater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold on. Sue, uh, can you put everybody else on hold? He, he does wear a, a sweater. Here we go, Sue. Including specials, how many episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired? 912, 500, 
or 112? How did we get to the neighborhood of make-believe? Bus, trolley, or scooter? Trolley. What was the name of King Friday's wife, the Queen? Sarah, Elaine, or Henrietta? Henrietta. What city was the show produced in? Detroit, Pittsburgh, or Scranton? Pittsburgh. What year did the final season, season 31 of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, run? 2000, 2001, or 2009? 2000. Sue, you only got two correct. Thanks for playing, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love her little laugh. Line one, right? Yes. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Good morning. Um, including specials, how many episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired? 912, 500, or 112? And by the way, Sue got this one incorrect. 900. 912. Okay. How did we get to the neighborhood of make-believe? Bus, trolley, or scooter? Trolley. What was the name of King Friday's wife, the queen? Another one she got wrong. Sarah, Elaine, or Henrietta? Um, say them again. Sarah, Elaine, or Henrietta? Sarah. Two to go. Um, she got this one right. Let's see if you can get it, get it correct as well. What city was the show produced in? Detroit, Pittsburgh, or Scranton? Pittsburgh. Last question. You're four for four so far. I'm sorry, what did you say your name was again? Shelly. Shelly. Here we go. To win the Paw Patrol tickets, what year did the final season, season 31, of the show run? She got this one incorrect. So your three choices are final season 31, 2000, 2001, 2009. Um, I believe 2009. Do you want to ask Floyd for a lifeline? I think yes, you should. Yes, I want Floyd for a lifeline. Floyd? So it had to be 2001. As the biggest Mr. Rogers fan, it was 2001. Congratulations, Shelly. You got the Paw Patrol tickets. Look at that. Without any coaching. You got them all right? I did. Shelly, hold on a second. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Uh, Shelly's got the tickets. I think we have some more to give away today, if not more today, later on this week. And uh, the bonus question. Did you look it up? I didn't didn't look up anything. I knew those. We all know, won't you be my neighbor? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know this. What yeah. was the name of the closing theme of the show? It's such a good feeling. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Do to do to. Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't know it had a name. I thought it was "Won't You Be My Neighbor" the remix. Yeah. <laughs> it, did, it did have a name. Yes, Shelly, congratulations! I remember that. We will uh, try to dispense more of these tickets for Paw Patrol later on today on the show. If not today, definitely later this week. Seven forty with the morning and, reboot. And to make you feel better. My mom could not stand Mr. Rogers. However, it shut her son up. Like, she would either that or a Grover episode of Sesame Street growing up. Like, she had this cassette tape and she would just pop it in and I'd hear, like the little xylophone thing. I'm just like, it was like the antelopes at the beginning of The Lion King. Like, I'd be in my room and I'd hear like the trolley noise. I'd be like, Mr. Rogers, like, deck my sister in the face. I'm like, I gotta go! Off to the land of make please. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. There was something else I looked up yesterday that I didn't know. Shelly, stay on hold. I'm still coming for you, girl.
Um, in entertainment, let's talk about Elizabeth Banks and the bomb that was Charlie's Angels. She's trying to have some fun with it on Twitter. We'll get to that before 8. on the morning reboot. Good morning. Welcome to the show. 920 today, your first chance to get qualified for Michigan, Ohio State tickets. A couple of sports things. Ooh, I'm here. Figure skating, gymnastics? No. Curling? BG women's basketball. Okay, I'm in. Plays Notre Dame tonight. That's a big thing. Ooh, the Irish. Yes, and BG's football team plays... Ohio University. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. I want sports! Big night of BG. (laughs) A big night of BG sports. Also, not entertainment, but Jaden is in the Washington Post. Yes, and also, it's BG's last home game. But yeah, how does one get on the Washington Post? I need to know. I'm just going to ride his coattails. Be an 11-year-old reporter who asks great questions to important candidates. Uh, I, was I reading, missed that ship. <laughs> I was reading the story, and somebody asked him either in the story or somebody the story referenced, who has impressed you most? And as a diligent reporter and journalist, he said, it's not my place to, to, to offer that. He's just there, there to ask the questions and transmit info to the public. Man, if you don't get hired somewhere, I know child labor laws are probably coming into play. Hired? He should be hiring. I'm just saying, like, he should be. He should like start his own little franchise, like child, or not child, like maybe like junior news or something, like where you get the news from a child's perspective and they play it. Like, remember Channel One News? Did you yeah, have that back in the Channel One? Yeah, but like back, but like playing in like elementary schools. Like, I, if I was a kid who wanted to know about the world, I'd be more prone to listen to someone my age than like my mom or dad telling me, and yeah. that's just the way it is. Get on it, Jaden. I'll produce it. There you go. Coattails written. Gloria needs a news van. We need to get her one. What can we do? Can we start a GoFundMe, a drive, and put Jaden's face on the side? Like, she needs one. Because I'm telling you, it, 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 look, it's like 13 ABC, then WTOL. Jaden is creeping up fast, right. and then there's NBC 24. And when he gets his Emmy, he's going to like, I think my grandma Gloria, and she's going to be like, that's me. <laughs> she is the unsung hero of this operation. Um, Elizabeth Banks, her big screen uh, production of Charlie's Angels flopped, and it flopped hard. $8.6 million in ticket sales. Still, the director, writer, producer star behind the project says she's nevertheless thrilled to have released the movie at all. Well, if you're going to have a flop, make sure your name is on it at least four times. Referencing her multi-hyphenate contributions to the project, which stars Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinska, it's a trio of spies in an action comedy tale inspired by the 1976 television series. Of course, there was the early 2000s remake with Destiny's Child song. I was adamant that there would be hugging in the movie, who also plays Bosley in the film. She previously told EW of taking a stab at the iconic series with the female director at the helm for the first time in franchise history. She also said something that this satisfies the stereotype that men don't go see women's movies. And I I agree with that. Because I'm one of those people. <laughs> and, and it's true. And it's sad because the trailer actually makes it look action-packed and good. And I even said that I wanted to see it. But you don't ever take my, me into account because I'm an after-the-fact movie watcher. So you, you're not, no matter if you're a blockbuster or not, you're not getting my weekend box off opening money. However, will I see this movie? Absolutely. I'll support it. Some people, uh, I think criticized it as being man-hater-ish. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but you brought up a good point that like it was 
it was pitched to more A-list actresses. I'm not taking anything from Kristen Stewart. And they just passed on it. But you, girl, you live and you learn. You know, you're not the first A-lister to have a flop. It's okay. She's not an A-list. Oh, but li- oh, absolutely. Wait. How dare you? Who? Elizabeth Banks. She's not. Get the F out of here with that nonsense. I'm done talking to you for five seconds. The people that the roles were allegedly thrown at are A-listers. I'm back. Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Lawrence, and there's one other no name missing No one wants to see Butterface Scarlett Johansson in the movie. <gasps> I said what I said. Oh, and look, and that's how you and that's how you pick with Eric Chase. You go for someone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There, <laughs> there was a. Uh, I'm really, I actually do like Scarlett Johansson. Sorry, I felt guilty after saying that. There was an insightful, analytical article that I read about why it failed yesterday that checked off a, a, a litany of reasons. One of them that the movie seemed too hyper targeted at women eighteen to thirty nine. So to go back to Elizabeth Banks' point of the stereotype that women don't go see men's movies, mm-hmm. apparently those women didn't go see this movie either. But. <sighs> And then I can also say, well, it wasn't marketed well. Well, maybe it wasn't something worth marketing. Or let me be that person. Did we need a Charlie's Angels movie now? That as well. No. We we honestly didn't. But maybe maybe next year in a different, like, climate or not even climate. Like, maybe next year in a different, like, marketing era or, like, I felt like it was too soon for a Charlie's Angels movie. I'm just like... Because keep in mind, the movie, the, the TV show just flopped like about two or three years ago. I remember that. Yeah, there wasn't a craving yeah. for more Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I, there's, there's a, so many things going against it that I'm just like, girl, just hush, just move on. There's a half a dozen legitimate reasons why it didn't work <laughs> yeah. out. And let's just say what they are. Can I, can I ask you a question? When I was reading through that the demo was 18 to 39 women and thinking women don't go see... Men don't go see women's movies, while and, some women will go. Can I? In, and the demo was also a 36 year old black man in Toledo. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I have nothing to support any of this, and that's why I'm asking. Do you believe overall who goes to see more movies, men or women? You can't ask that because it depends on what you're. You have to back it up with a movie. I mean, because I, I can sit there and be like, it's 50 50 because you're going to bring your children with you, whatever you're seeing. But then you're like, but I'm not talking about children movies. I'm talking about certain type I'm, of movies. I'm talking like the whole darn thing. Because if I, I feel if I, men go to, okay, this is my personal opinion. Do not jump down my throat. I feel men go to movies more by themselves. I'm not saying that. I but mean, I'm, I'm saying like men go to movies more. Okay. That, that's what I think. <laughs> So. And if I had to put a number on it, I'd say it's like 60, 40 men to male to female. And then you can walk that back and go, I still just don't like asking that question because like you have to have a movie to back up. Like if you're like, are men more prone to go see this? Well, hold on. Well, let me let me flesh it out. Do it's chicken or the egg, egg chicken. Do if my Both delicious. If my estimate is that more men go, is it because there are more movies made for men? No, no, no. Because the, I know a lot of men who like their rom-coms over action stuff. And I know men who like action movies over a rom-com. And I know people who strictly like their comedy movies over an action or a rom-com. So it, it depends on a personal preference. But I do feel that men go to movies more. However, in that aspect, women go just about as much, but maybe not as much as men. Like, I feel like it's 50-50. That's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lopez didn't get paid for Hustlers. Now, let's let's not look at her being so gracious because 
Jennifer Lopez didn't need to get paid for it. She has plenty of money, and so does Alex Rodriguez. I didn't get paid a whole bunch of money for Hustlers. Um, she told GQ in a video published yesterday, I did it for free and produced it. Like Jenny from the block, I do what I love. Girl. <laughs> now, maybe she'll get some kind of royalties after it and streaming and downloads, but she didn't get paid to star in it. Now, she did get the honor of producing it, and again, she doesn't need the money. Do you know what I found shocking about this movie? She didn't have a single in it. That's good. Well, I'm just saying, like, she does do, like, some dance club songs. Like, I'm if anything to release a song for, it would be Hustlers. Get, like, Lil John and Pitbull to back you up on the track. Really? Well, it's a song about strippers. I don't know if you've ever been to a strip club, Eric Chase, but it's have. I'm just booty done. bumping, grinding. I'm just done with Pitbull. You can't be done with Pitbull because he's about to reemerge in the next two months at the Super Bowl. Johnny D will be very happy about that. He loves Fireball. Dolly. Yeah. I like old Pitbull. The one Shake? Yeah. Da, like, da, do, do. Yeah. Like, I ended my Pitbull joy with, like, hotel room service. I'm like, oh, no, he's he's too mainstream now for me. <laughs> Give me Kulo. Oh, you're one of those people. Oh, he's so main. You're, you're a coffee house. Kulo? Yes. <laughs> oh, he's so mainstream now. Ugh. And the classic Back Up. I don't think I know that. No, you don't. I don't. I probably don't. 802 with the morning reboot on Q105. 920 today to get qualified for Michigan, Ohio State tickets. Fun things happening at the library. It's more than just books. Next. Q105. 815 on the morning reboot on Q105. Yes, sir. We just got a text that 475 South near Central on-ramp is at a complete stop. It's more of a hot mess than usual. Oh, yeah. So give someone a heads up. So if you're heading that way, detour it. I hope you feel this way because we've now done this show for 11 months. I've done this for, well, I didn't have to commute before. But, well, the best thing that we should never overlook about doing this show in these hours is we don't have to deal with rush hour. I turned five times on the way here. That's how, that's, how, that's how I describe. I'm like, oh I goodness. turned five times to get here. And you could probably do it in your sleep because there's no traffic. Oh, for sure. For sure. My biggest thing, and I almost ran into it, I've got to remind myself not to fiddle with the radio in the car in the morning as I'm leaving my neighborhood. Because, like, my... If I if we were gonna have like a a deer football game, oh for sure, yeah, my neighborhood could, would win because they're all like <laughs> seven feet tall, and I almost hit one yesterday. That female laugh is a uh, is a former TV news friend of ours, but yes. now over at the Toledo Lucas County Public <laughs> Library, Kelsey Cogan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you're here because we wanted to catch up with you like once a month or so. We know right. that the main branch is open, and I'm sure that everything is perfect. Is it as you and and Director Kuchma had hoped? <laughs> it has been great. Good. I mean, everyone's response when they walk in, it's just something that... You know, everyone waited for that whole year for people who missed mm-hmm. it. And when they walk in, they're very excited to see the new modernness to it, how open it is. But then there's also still those parts that people loved. You know, in the children's area, there was the Cadillac. That's still there. You know, the Clyde School's historic court, that's still, um, all of that is there with the vitrolite. You know, it just got enhanced. And especially with some of the lighting that was enhanced, mm-hmm. it just shines more, I guess. Yeah. Were you guys part of the Sherrod Brown Oh, yes. That was yours. Yes, that okay. was ours. That was one of the reasons we wanted to have you in today. There are more authors coming that people might want to be a part of. I had no idea that was happening. Right. It's bad on my part, but who's coming that people might want to go check out and visit as far as authors? Yeah, so this Saturday we actually have one that's really cool. It's Joy of Cooking. And so you can come get a ticket and you actually get a 
be there for somewhat of a presentation when it comes to the food. And then there will be doing kind of instructions, demonstrations, and then there will be a tasting. And then you get a cookbook with that. And there's oh, 600 nice. recipes in that nice. cookbook. Yeah. Is this at the is it the main branch or somewhere else? Yes, it's at Main Library. Uh, seven o'clock on Saturday. Tickets are available on our website. I'm guessing, or m- maybe guessing, in the past before the the reimagination of the library, you couldn't do something like that. And maybe you could cook, but maybe not as elaborate as what this will be. Right. I think just having it, you know, in our space because sometimes we go out to different other er- different areas. You know, sometimes we have authors at some local high schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowser's one that is pretty popular. Who was here for the Bowser one? Floyd, who was here for the Bowser thing? I do not I know. remember that because I wanted to go. We have had multiple there, so I'm trying to think. Well, maybe that Again, was a I, debate. There there have been a lot of debates yeah. about her too. <laughs> I know, uh, you guys, these author series are off-site. I do remember a couple of years ago, I think before you started or maybe as you started, wasn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the NBA legend here? Yes, mm. he was. And that was at Bowser, I believe. Okay, yeah. But this I one, the cook- Joy of Cooking is at the main branch. At main branch, yes. At, at main library. It's main, not main branch. Sorry. It is main library. Gosh, you caught me there. I, uh, I still get tongue-tied <laughs> with, because it's Toledo Lucas County Public Library, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where Toledo and Lucas County, I mean, it's like, it's kind of redundant. It so. is. It is a little redundant, but um, to, you can call it Toledo Library. Fine. You know, you can shorten okay. it to Toledo Library, but main is, you know, the trunk of, you know, the tree and then the branches or the if, others. Oh, I like the way you explain. I like that. See, yeah, Even visual. with the fingers, I said, "Oh, I see it now. I see it. See it." If I have to use the, the spirit fingers there. If the Mott branch is Motconda, uh, Motconda, the main branch is Avengers headquarters. Or I can see that. Oh, okay, nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. <laughs> Who are some of the other authors coming sometime soon? So we also have Mara Gad, uh, which is actually Thursday, and so that's at Maine as well. Who so or what is she? She. This is her first book and she is writing about um i it's kind of a memoir about the relationship with her grandmother Mm. she is a mixed race jewish girl and stop she was kind of estranged by from her grandmother and then her grandmother i believe had alzheimer's and it kind of brought them back together so i have not read it it was just released november 12th so i was gonna elaborate like that's that's a lot of people you know what i mean like if that that when you said stop, I didn't I didn't like <gasps> like that like mixed race. How dare you? I went like wow that no, she's going to Jewish part. But you know she's going to touch a lot of people right. because like look at the time we're living in. Like mm-hmm. no one is just one thing. Right. You know what I mean? And to actually have someone who's being successful and mm-hmm. writing a book mm-hmm. and being like half Jewish, you're like oh my god that she's going to speak to so many people who are just like oh my god there's someone out there like me who right. feel alone. This sounds awful, and but you know me, I, I like the macabre and the morbid. I can't get enough of like concentration camp uh, books. It is morbid, but it, I mean, I but it is interesting to learn about it. You know, to learn about the history yeah. and be aware of it's one, what everyone went through. It's it's one thing when we learn it, kind of sanitized as kids, even in high school. But mm-hmm. then to go and, you know, I went to Anne Frank Elementary School, so I was familiar with. It. But to read something like, are you familiar with Victor Frankel? Um, the what I forget the title of the book, but the visceral descriptions of what these Jewish people went through. Like again, I can't stop mm-hmm. reading them because everyone's is the same, but yet a little different. The harrowing horrors they went through. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think the library, maybe a few years ago, they had a survivor from the Holocaust speak there, and I remember going there, and I just remember being ignorant going in, just like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to hear. Because I went yes. for school, and I was like, I don't know, this is an old person talk. But like, actually, hearing, but, but hearing like her right. speak, and then she had the accent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
my basis of the Holocaust is Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. As many people. I'm just being honest. So actually to hear someone who was like, yeah, it was very common to hide in a toilet. And I was just like, oh. It's, just, it's a lot of realness happening, and I love that the main library is doing stuff like this. Right. And the point here is that the library does so much of this. And did you say there's some yoga stuff that's coming up yeah, as we, well? We just finished a six-week yoga program, but we are planning on having that in the new year. So you can keep a look on that. Um, keep an eye out on our social media, on our webpage. You can you know subscribe to our newsletter. Um, just to continue to stay up to date with everything that's going on. But yeah, we have yoga coming up. We're going to start some new culinary classes. We have those going on right now with uh, Erica Rapp with Registry Bistro. Mm. So good. She is amazing. My two favorite restaurants, maybe pound for pound, and I don't even like sushi or Kengo, and I've been going to Registry Mm -hmm. since I moved here because a friend of mine knew Erica pretty well, and all the time I would always suggest going there. And it's it's maybe the best spot in town. Yes, I'm glad that she's out really doing this is. stuff. So, she, so that's been great, and she's going to come back at the you know in the first of the year, and we're going to do some healthier options, any vegan, gluten free, just trying to get you know people back on track mm. in the new year. And then with the yoga, um, there are just so many fun programs. And then we do have an app now. We just released our app yesterday, nice. so um, that's Google Play and. Uh, Apple, so you can what go ahead it, and... What's the app offer? Because I, I have Hoopla and Libby, which I adore. Well, you can actually go on through the app to get to those, but okay. you would still, I would say, keep those. Okay. Definitely, so you can go right to them. But you can, I mean, you can do self-checkout. You can, you know, search our catalog, mm. look at all of our programs instead of just having to go to the website every time. We talked about this with Jason last time as he's been here. By the way, we have Kelsey from uh, All Things Marketing over at Lucas County Public Library and beyond. Has there been any movement with this uh, this, this digital loaning program between the publishers where um, it would be like, only one person at a time could listen to some, to one song on Spotify. It's like that with books. Now, if I borrow something digitally, someone else likely cannot have it from, you know, the local library. Has there been any movement with that? There really hasn't been too much movement that I'm aware of right okay. now. So we're just kind of waiting it out. Um, there's a few libraries, um, larger library systems that, like New York, that have just kind of decided to kind of take a stand and not purchase any of those until they actually can order all of them yeah uh all of the orders of the books and audiobooks and such and so we're just kind of trying to feel it out and see what works best for us and works best for the community honestly irritates me because i I, i'm a digital borrower and ever since i got turned on to hoopla and libby right i used it i'm like great there it is it's what i'm looking for and it says wait a second it's digital but i can't get there are six people in front of me it's like it's digital. There's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I, I guess it would be helpful to throw out, I'm sure maybe you guys have had some discussions with people who come in. Maybe there are low-income people who use the library's resources. Um, it's streaming this, streaming that. We were in Disney Plus Mania last week in those apps and on the main library app. You can rent a lot of movies and TV shows, right, for free. You can. You can get some TV shows, uh, a lot of different movies. And we even have those movies, you know, at main library at other um, branches, you know, you can get those, but it's definitely uh, digitally you can get those. I mean, you can get magazines online. You know, mm-hmm. there's just so much. Yeah, um, Kelsey from the library. We've got all the author series one on Thursday night, and then over the weekend, joy of cooking yoga classes to come. Uh, last question. Sorry to put you on the spot, but besides Maine, which branch do you go to most? I would say I go to King Road, King Road, Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. How come is that you live out that way or? 
Yeah, that's one that I just am around. That okay. one more. Okay. That one in Mommy. Mommy also. Mm. I, uh, so I have a lot of um, a lot of trainings at Mommy, the Mommy area library. I'm at the Kent branch a lot. I have a lot of meetings there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Kent's mm-hmm. a good one as well. Kent's mm-hmm. pretty busy. Yeah. A lot yeah. of uh, Whenever I have meetings there for the Suicide Prevention Coalition, usually at 3 o'clock, there's one Thursday. Tons of kids. And as opposed to the kids at the movie theater, these kids are wonderfully well behaved. Oh, jeez. I'm just, not all kids are heathens and hooligans. <laughs> right. Um, they enjoy just, being at the library. So. Just the one they get caught on viral videos. <laughs> oh, no. Stop it. No. Uh, good to visit with you. Thanks for yes, everything. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, it's 826 with the morning reboot. We've got the trailer game on the way because it's Frozen Week. The morning reboot on Q105. Good morning. Final segment of the show at 920. We'll make you call our 10 for Michigan-Ohio State tickets. We'll get you qualified for those tickets. Derek Floyd, our pop culture superhero, our pop culture Jedi, Jeffy McGee, is here because there are some other things to watch on Disney Plus and other places and other streaming platforms that we might have missed. So Jeff's got some of them. Let's talk about the fact that the season three of The Crown just started. And uh, I know some Have you been watching it? What, you know, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Because it's the big time jump for the it's first time. Yes. Yeah, because we now have a new actress playing the playing the queen. So it's a time jump. Yep. Olivia Coleman, oh! who uh, is an Oscar winner for The Favorite, is now playing Queen Elizabeth as opposed to Claire Foy in the first two seasons. And they've, they've said they're going to do this the entire time. They've said that they're they going did, to cover yeah. different eras of her life. And so it's going to be like two seasons each of a different actress playing the queen. And I told him I'm interested in seeing Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Maggie. Mm. And, and ultimately, I mean, you, if, Margaret, if, if you've been watching the show up to up until this point are you finding it that it's giving you like do you think that it's giving you a new perspective on the history behind this or did you not know anything yeah about because history? like my history was like, I'm gonna say this real quick my history behind it is like the Princess Diana era like, uh, you yes. know what I mean so, so we're like, getting, gonna get to that eventually yeah, the, which is happening like, yeah so they're introducing certain stuff and I'm just like oh they're setting up the but for me I find I kind of feel bad for her mm. she has she Oh yeah, she, she has no life. Pr- pr- like, no, no, the princess 14. and eventual queen Elizabeth yeah. was a. It was a very, very different, different kind mm-hmm. of life for her. I think it's really interesting watching the show because it's kind of looking. To put it in a in a pop culture way, it's kind of like watching the origin story of a superhero oh, for sure, yeah. in a lot of ways, and a superhero is still alive and with us today, which makes it doubly interesting. So, but you're spe- a superhero if you have somebody try your shoes on for you, which the Queen does. <laughs> Admittedly, that a different happens. kind of superhero necessarily. Right. But then again, let's be honest here: it's not like the Iron Man lived the most out there and risk taking life before he became Iron Man. <laughs> he didn't have a corgi. <laughs> So let's talk about Disney's week two as we speak, because ultimately the Mandalorian, the the uh, the uh, p- um, all the stats came out, and the Mandalorian surprise surprise is its highest viewed show. Number two, if you're curious, is the the High School Musical really? show, and number three of all things, believe it or not, Lion King. No, no, no. Uh, we're talking shows because unfortunately, the original series. Uh, no, the 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 third highest viewed show is Clone Wars, the other oh, Star Wars animated okay. show. It's interesting, but um, what's interesting about the Mandalorian is it's got these high view counts despite the fact that there are only two episodes on there right, right. now because they're bringing it out one week at a time just like traditional television as opposed to the binge-worthy versions mm-hmm. of stuff on Netflix. Which do you prefer? Do you ha- do you mind that's being dribbled out one episode at a time at this point? Cuz ultimately it it feels like it's old school compared to what it is now. As someone who's busy and who will eventually jump into this show, I like the one week. Mm. Cuz like I'm one of those people that if I watch one and I know there's a whole 
you feel obligated for I it. feel obligated to watch it, and I will literally brush some stuff off. So I like the one week. And it also leaves that suspense that when I watch episode three, I'm like, oh, I didn't catch something. Let me go back to episode yeah. two. Anticipation so. is good. I rewatched the first one before the second one, and I see pluses and minuses in, in both. And it's a great question, because sometimes when I binge watch something, mm-hmm. I get so mindless. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm cool with this, and please give me all the baby Yoda memes. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is campaigning for you to send him every variation on Baby Yoda possible. Let's go to some other stuff you may not know is on Disney+. Plus. I did some digging, and I found some uh, personal favorites that I would like people to have a chance to check out. Uh, one of my favorites from like almost 20 years ago now, The Emperor's New Groove. Did you ever watch oh, this one? I remember Boom, it. Baby. Yeah, that, yeah that, that was a great animated movie that just died when it came out at the box office. Nobody went and saw it, but it became a cult favorite eventually, and they did a sequel, and they did an animated series, and it's really a lot of fun. You've mm-hmm. never seen that one. Uh, Danny Boyle, a filmmaker who uh, got a lot of, uh, did Train Spotting, did Slumdog Millionaire, did Early this year yesterday made a family film called millions a few years back which is actually up on disney plus if you've never seen that it's worth checking out i also want to give a shout out to an old one for favorite from my childhood the rocketeer um do you remember that one it was like a proto superhero movie it it, it came out two years after batman so it was kind of in the same Mm -hmm. vein of trying to do anything that feels superhero-ish let's try and throw it out there and see how it does we got to wrap up but i know you're hot for this video game that people are excited for and i've never heard of it it's called shenmue 3 and the thing about this game fans have been waiting 20 years for it the thing it came out the original two games came out for the dreamcast you want to reach back for for a console there sega and it was basically the prototype of the open world game that we play now the character could do miscellaneous things go on side quests and things like that and it came out years before grand theft auto 3 picked up that idea and ran it into the end zone but it was a modest success, but not nearly successful enough. Uh, so the idea of a sequel ever being made seemed like it might never happen. Cut to 14 years later, and the fans that love this game really love this game. And so they've been clamoring for this for all this time. So four years ago, they announced there was going to be a Kickstarter to maybe do Shenmue 3, and the Kickstarter got funded within literally 12 hours. All platforms? Uh, all, all platforms, although it's first coming out for PC and I think PlayStation 4, because PlayStation kind of had a hand in the making of the game. So if you want to check it out and revisit basically the wellspring of modern gaming, Shenmue 3 out today. Good to know. They didn't tweet it, but they sure liked it. The Morning Reboot's most liked tweet of the morning on Q105. Got me? Yes, loading. There he is. So apparently RSVPing, oh, sorry. So apparently RSVPing back to a wedding invite, maybe next time, isn't the correct response. <laughs> How about again? again? Uh, if mine, I must, mine is, mine is a little, a little heartwarming from Chris Vickers yesterday. I'm a huge believer in the benefit of a mild and sunny November day. Enjoy. Aww. It's kind of Aww. pathetic and very seasonal affect disorder that he had to say that in mid-November <laughs> after we got pummeled with a snowstorm and frigid temps. Uh, in about 19 minutes, we'll be looking for caller 10 to get qualified for Michigan, Ohio State. Your podcast will have it up soon. For the link, text ERIC to 419-240-1055. Q105 Studios.